Well, if you want a good relationship, if you yeah. want to stay married, if you want to... Well, who wants to be in a bad relationship? Right, right. These are just, just some things that we have to do that maybe don't come natural for us, but we can learn. Like a lot of the stuff we have learned over 40 years, it, it didn't come natural in the beginning. We didn't know how to do it in the beginning of our relationship, but, you know, we read, we, we um, learned, we got teaching, we did a, a lot of self-growth, self-help, um, books and had our own personal growth so that we could relate to each other. So, so we 80%, 80% of the win is awareness. Welcome to the Danielle Hage podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Hage. Danielle is my mother-in-law and Nini to my three girls. She has over 40 years experience in family and marriage relationships. She's been married for 43 years to Steve Hage, who travels the world preaching the gospel and together they pastored church in Laguna Niguel, California. So we had such an incredible response from when Steve Hage was on last yeah. time that we invited him back. Yes. So will you tell us what you guys talked about this time? Yeah, So because I think it's really good to get a man's perspective on some of the stuff that we're talking about. And so we are going to talk about common conflicts amongst couples. Mm. This is stuff that everybody has to deal with, yes. and it's some of the main things that couples argue and fight about. So we're going to we're going to unpack that for you. Yeah, this is a good one. So stay tuned. <laughs> okay. So today we are going to talk about some common conflicts between couples that pretty much everybody has to deal with at some point in yeah. their life. If they have been married or in a relationship longer than two minutes. <laughs> yeah. So like we were talking off camera, how conflicts are the door that lies come through. Right. And we don't really, if we don't know how to resolve the conflict, we don't know how to shut the door. And then once we believe a lie, attach our belief to the lie, then it takes our relationship into an unhealthy place. And so there are differences between men and women, right? Right, right. And those differences, when they're not understood, create conflict. Absolutely. And then if we don't know how to, in a healthy way, resolve conflict, then we begin to attach our belief to the introduction of the lies about the differences. Right. They're just differences. They're not uh, offenses. They're not attacks. They're not, they're not personal. They're just differences. But, but when we don't understand differences, we take the differences personal. When we take the differences personal, that's the lie. Right. And then it takes the relationship uh, and, into a place that is that you don't want it to go in. Right. And some of those lies look like you don't love me. Because if you loved me, you wouldn't do that. Right. If you loved me, you would That's listen. That's the lie. If you, so you don't love me. Yeah. And starting to believe those things like I'm not enough. She doesn't respect me. He doesn't listen to me. So the lie, those are the, lies. the lie that I don't love you is attached to the fact that I'm single focused and you're not. Right. <laughs> Just, yes. Yeah, silly The lie that like I don't that. love you is attached to I'm visual way more than you. Right. Right. The lie, the lie that uh, gets attached to, he doesn't love me or I, I, uh, he doesn't love me because he doesn't listen to me. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about those. Okay. Let's talk about a uh, single focus. Okay. Okay. So let me tell you a story um, that I always use because it's so, it was so perfect to relate to the single focus. Okay. So I'm sitting in my office. Steve is in the kitchen. There's a staircase in the middle of the house. I can see the staircase. I leave the laundry ham hamper that's heavy, full of clean clothes on the staircase because I know he's going from the kitchen upstairs and he'll pick up the heavy hamper. 
so I don't have to. So I'm working in my office, and pretty soon I hear him upstairs. And I look at the staircase, and still, there's the big heavy amper. And so I go, Steve. No, no, you go, really? Is that what really? <laughs> and he comes, like, what? he comes over the banister, and he goes, what? And I said, really, you couldn't pick the hamper up and take it you with you? You put it right in the middle. You had to climb over it. No, I had you to go couldn't around even, it. You couldn't even go around it. You literally had to climb over it. Yeah. Don't tell me you didn't see no, it. No, no, I didn't see it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm upstairs, and I hear, you know, in a high-pitched uh, Freddy Krueger voice. Shrill. Shriek. You know. Uh, the you know the wicked witch of the west, <laughs> and uh, really, really, so like peppered with disapproval and inadequacy. And what did you say? I said you couldn't take the hamper up for me, and you go, "What hamper? What hamper?" I, I, I could not believe it. And and then, do you remember what you said? Um, uh, uh, I want you to say it, so in case I don't say it right. <laughs> He said, no, I th- I he goes, I all said, you had to do is ask. Yeah. Sure, I'll take it up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that is the difference yeah. between single focus and multitasking. Right. I can do three things, you know, focus on three different things at one time. What I'm studying, the hamper, the fact that he doesn't love me because he didn't take it up. And- <laughs> I mean, what about that couple? What about that couple that was talking to you this past week or whenever oh, yeah. it was? And uh, the the girl is like, if I didn't have the single focus teaching, and understood that about my husband. Uh, they got a couple kids or whatever, and I would have never been able to uh, have a healthy resolve of this situation. He leaves his clothes. Or what? Tell the story. Yeah, he, it he, was great. They they were actually uh, kind of coaching another young couple, and she's been under my teaching for gosh, 10, 15 years. And now she when since she was a teenager, now she's married with three kids. And so with her husband there, she said, you know, men are single focus, and they don't see stuff laying on the floor. They might walk right past it because they never even saw it because it wasn't within their focus. And don't be upset. Don't become the nag. Don't get that way. She goes, I just pick up the dirty sock and put it in the hamper because he didn't even see it. I'm not mad at him. And when they got home, the husband said to her, you do that for me? You you pick up after me? He goes, I didn't even know. I didn't remember I left my dirty clothes. I mean, that's the hilarious and the fact part. That you, I didn't even know you were picking up after me. And he said, I just fell in love with you all over again. Yeah. And what's hilarious to me is, number one, he didn't notice the sock and underwear and T-shirt and jeans and tennis shoes all piled up. He didn't notice that it was there. He didn't notice that she picked it up. He didn't notice that he left it there. And then he hears that she did that. And it, and it, you know, the reflex response was, oh, yeah. you know. And you do that too, where I'll say, so Steve, did you notice that um, in the bedroom, I folded all that stuff that you had laid there and I cleaned it out and I organized your, your desk. He'll go, you did? <laughs> no. Like he, he didn't see the mess to begin with. And, so how could he notice that it and, was organized? And I and my refo- response isn't I love you more. I'm like quit touching my stuff. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> and then a woman's response could be, "See, you don't appreciate me. You don't right. appreciate those little things that right, I do for you." Right. When it's has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with wh- what he sees and what a woman sees. It, it, we're, right. We see things very differently. So how would you, how do we practically? Uh, introduce self-talk as a woman because <clears throat> I'm not going to become less single focused. Right. I think. And you don't want me to. I think what the reason we're, we're talking about these things is to give 
the opposite sexes an understanding. It's not personal to you. It's not personal to you that he is single focused and he doesn't see the, the, it's a benefit to you. Okay. It Yeah. He's single focused on his work, his job or on providing. And that's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. So that's just one of the major. But so in your mind, you, you, you need to be like, I need to, uh, uh, women need to say, look, I'm going to empower that single focused, uh, uh, attribute in my man, because that is going to result in the kill. Right. That's going to result the provision. in the provision. So I don't want to distract him to o- over to the hamper while he's trying to close the deal. Right. Or he, maybe, and I know, the, I know there's going to be comments and women are going to say, well, what if he's not, it's not that he's single focused on providing. What if he's watching the NFL? It's the same thing. <laughs> and I would say, yes, don't try to talk to your man. Don't try to distract him when he's watching a good game or a good movie. That's not the time to, I'm watching, to interrupt him. I'm watching the some movie or something, and it's the it's the you're gonna find out who the killer is. <laughs> you're gonna find out who the guy who. You, it, it, and Danielle wants to talk about the comments on her doggone podcast, and I'm about to find out who's been killing all these people. And and here she sits down and goes, "Guess what this person said." And then you can't pause it because it's going to lose the momentum. And it's like, you have got to be kidding right now. And then she's like, fine. Oh, fine. You don't care about me. I'll go call someone else. <laughs> so anyway. And I know better than to take that That doesn't personal. happen very often. But, but there's moments but it where just I'm happened. like, it just this happened is the really other. important to me. You don't want to hear this? It's important to me, yeah. but I got to find out who's now. killing these people. So hey. we have decided to partner with Strong Cell. Awesome. Because we've been using Strong Cell for what, a year maybe? And we like it. <laughs> and I just have to say, you know, for me, I mean, I'm 62 years old and I feel like I have all kinds of energy. I, I right. don't get that afternoon slump. I, I know so many people that'll say, oh my gosh, I just got to take a cat nap or I need another cup of coffee. I drink one cup, cup, cup of coffee in the morning. Rarely do I need a second coffee mm-hmm. in the afternoon. What I notice is that like my day starts out, I will, I will get up at five o'clock in the morning. I go work out for an hour at the gym. I'll do 30 minutes cardio, 30 minutes weightlifting. Then from there, I go straight to pickleball, play for an hour, hour and a half. And from there on some days, not every day, I go straight to swim my laps. And I'll swim anywhere between 50 and 80 laps. And then I come home and have my coffee and I feel amazing. I feel great. And then just the other day, did all those things and sat for six hours in my office preparing a teaching that I had to do. And it wasn't until one o'clock in the afternoon, finally the hunger pang broke through my focus and said, oh, I need to eat. And I just, I don't know, but I think taking strong cell has just given me that, that energy that, um, I don't know. I feel, I feel like I can focus and I love it. I don't want to be without it. I'm going to well, be using and it I, You know, I have the same experience, same <laughs> commentary, you know, I'm 66 years old. Uh, I'm a gym guy. And I can tell the the extra little bit, the extra bit that it provides an yeah. overall sense of well-being. My joints aren't hurting. I'm light on my feet. I'm ready to go. I'm focused in my office. Uh, you know, and we haven't we haven't been sick since we've been taking this. Uh, and I mean, not even a cold, not even a sniffle, uh, not even a headache for me. And um, so all I know is, this is a game changer for uh, 
for us. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're health conscious people, but strong cell has really changed, uh, our lives for the better, the quality of life, the way we feel, the way we roll, the, what we do. And, uh, I don't know if it's a miracle in a bottle or whatever (laughs) it is, but, uh, I really want to recommend everybody who's hearing our voice. Uh, there's some kind of uh, special that Strong Cell's providing people that. Yeah. Uh, if you if you are interested, um, go to strongcell.com. You'll get lots more information there. Um, wait, strongcell.com/slash/danny D-A-N-I, mm-hmm. and then you if you use the discount code Danny D-A-N-I twenty you will get 20% off and try it for just 30 days and see if it doesn't change something in you. I bet after two or three weeks, you're going to be like, whoa, I can't really put my finger on what's going on here, but my overall sense is elevated Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, (laughs) and I think that this will contribute to, uh, a healthy lifestyle and, uh, it'll really give you a boost. So Get busy and get it. Okay. Okay. So another. So area. so there's okay. single focus and then there's visual. Yes. Oh, this so there's is a, a big one. Okay. So this is a big one. This is there's a difference: single focus and visual, but men, they go hand in hand. Yes, men are designed to be visual. It's the way their brains literally are set up. Mm-hmm. It's the way their biology is set up. It is not their fault. Okay. So ladies, you don't have to be upset. They cannot help but notice. A beautiful woman. They can't help but notice body parts. I mean, it's real. They just—it's—it's it's cool part of cars. their part of uh, their DNA. Yeah. But the the thing that women get upset about is when you notice another woman. Mm-hmm. She doesn't get upset when you notice a, a cool car or a pretty sunset. What upsets them is when a man in our presence notices another woman. Now, I am not saying that I wouldn't be upset if Steve was like. Drooling, staring at some gorgeous woman. If he if he was going up and trying to find a way to talk to her, I wouldn't want that. I'm not saying that's okay. And yes, that would be disrespectful. But what I am saying is there's times when you will catch your husband or your boyfriend glancing at somebody that walked by that was maybe very sexy looking or, you know, body parts, maybe very well endowed. And and they can't help but notice. It's, again, it's the very thing that causes him to be a good hunter, that causes him to spot a deal, that causes him to spot danger, okay? So it's just the way our brains are set up. Now, let me just ask you this question, and then I want to tell you a quick story. Would it upset you if I was noticing other men, a good-looking no, man? No. Okay. Would it upset you? Are you sure? Like, what if I said, oh, my God, that guy, his abs, unbelievable. I would want to go find out how he got those abs. <laughs> okay. But for some I'd, men. I'd put, my, I'd put my Ben and Jerry's down and go talk to him. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, 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 but, you know, I'm past those. Yeah. I don't Well, and I think because I'm not all threatened. of our education and training and, you know, we're older now, we understand that this is just a difference between men and women. One of the reasons women get upset when their husband notices is because it's her instincts kick in. Mm-hmm. You know, that fight or flight or freeze thing, her instincts kick in and tell her, this is not going to sound rational to any of you, especially you men, but her instincts tell her, if that woman is more pleasing than me, you might save her should danger show up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Irrational. What would a man say about that? What, if you notice another guy? No. If another woman shows up and you like her better than me, you're, you're not going to save me. You're going to save her. 
Yeah, it's nuts. That's ridiculous to you, right? No, it's nuts. It's nuts. Okay. It's not ridiculous. Yeah. Men would it's say It's higher that. than ridiculous. It's nuts. Right. Like, seriously, you're the mother of my children. You're the grandmother of my grandchildren. And I'm going to uh, I'm gonna dump you for the girl that just walked in the yogurt shop. Are you freaking <laughs> kidding me right now? Yeah. And so, but that makes, and then you, but you treated me like I kicked you to the curb, threw your yogurt on top of you and picked her up and threw <laughs> okay. her in the porch. Let me tell you a story because I told on. you that story. Come okay. On. So we're sitting there. Now, I, again, I, I have this knowledge about men are visual. So we're sitting in a yogurt shop. We're facing each other. Windows are here. I see a car pull up. He's facing me. He doesn't see it. And this really cute girl, white tank top, very well figured. Let's just say that. I don't remember this at all. I, I, <laughs> she, I'm thinking to myself, we're in this conversation, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, she's going to, the door's behind me. She has to walk past the window, and behind me, she's going to walk in the door. I can't wait to see what my husband does. I know he can't help but look. I know it. I, I couldn't help but look when I saw her. So I am just, I am I am dying because I'm going to crack up. So sure enough, we're talking. She walks in behind me and I see his eyes go. <laughs> and I go, I go like this. I go, she's cute, huh? And he goes, it's like your face was like, Ugh, I'm caught. Like he couldn't help it. You weren't trying to. Now I know you have your excuses. Go ahead. What's your excuse? No, like? finish the story. He goes, he goes, no, what? I, he goes, I thought I knew her. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, honey, we don't know her. I thought it was funny to because he knows he got caught. And I want ladies to understand that men feel bad about their, their instinct to notice and to look. Most men know they're going to be in trouble. They don't want to get caught looking because they know that's a no-no because most women are very sensitive to that. And I just told you why, because of our instincts. Again, not rational, but for some women, some women are very sensitive to that. So for men, you just have to be sensitive to her sensitivity. Yeah, well, I was more, I was more uh, worried about listening to the why did you look for, you know, the 30 minute drive home, you know, just like, <laughs> Oh God. Oh God. As if, as if, you know, uh, I got enough game to win that girl. Yeah. No, it's like, it wasn't anything like, it was just like, uh, it's important that you don't take that stuff personal. Exactly. And it's important that I don't let that go someplace in my imagination right. that is going to be damaging right. to our situation. But yeah, we were engaged in a conversation and you noticed that you and, noticed. And then, and then you were going to, and you're going to like, okay, let's see if he passed this test and then fail. No, your, I need fail. You know, <laughs> danger, <laughs> Will was... Robertson. Danger, <laughs> danger. That's the funny part. Okay. All right. So next, so, next conflict. Where else do, an, okay, let's talk about this for a second. Because this is another thing that really got some pushback from the women is that um, men relate very differently to their feelings than women relate to their feelings. Okay. So the way that when you, ha when you're emotional or you have a feeling because yes, men feel, and yes, men have emotions, but what do you do with your feelings? If you're upset or if you're, um, angry or how do you so, uh, deal how, with your feelings? So how do I deal with my negative feelings Yeah, or my conflicted feelings? Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't try to deal with my joyful feelings. Right. Uh, right. I let them, let them play out. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, when like how I, do you manage? I yeah, I try to personally. I try to cerebrally 
take truth, good, interrupt the feeling that I'm having by investigating the thought that produced the feeling. Right. So this is the this is the dynamic I go through in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm having a negative emotion. I'm having a fearful emotion. I'm having a frustrated, angry, rejected, devalued, dis- dismissed emotion about somebody. Uh, or or I'm experiencing a situation that way. And then it produces this negative feeling. I've trained myself over the years to not give in to the feeling, feel the feeling, but let it trigger me to go investigate what I'm thinking that's causing the feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the way I, as a man, deal with my relationship to myself. Okay. Then I will locate the lie. Mm-hmm. What's producing the fear? What's producing the anger? What's producing the rejection? Some lie that says her decision or that decision said this about me. Okay. No, your decision says something about you. It doesn't say anything about me. I don't have to take your decisions about me personal. Good. What you think about me is none of my business. What I think about me, what God thinks about me, is what I ultimately need to align myself with that creates emotional stability. And then stability translates for a man into ability. So if I don't have stability, I don't have ability. And I ultimately want to have ability Mm. to do what I'm supposed to do as a man. So the emotional, uh, you know, thing, activity has got to align with cerebral principles and thoughts that are true, that are based on what my value system is and where it comes from. That's really good. Okay. What do you do when a woman, let's say me or one of your daughters Mm -hmm. is upset or emotional or, you know, on an emotional Mm -hmm. roller coaster? How do you deal with, with a woman who's Really? Yeah. Upset. So sometimes, sometimes the challenge is how much bandwidth I have for your uh, emotional display or the unpacking of whatever it is that you need to unpack that's charged with emotion. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I have a bandwidth issue like, okay, I've been listening to this described 13 different ways from Sunday. I got it after the first time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And, and what actually are you looking for by, um, you know, bringing this to my attention? Do you want resolve? Do you want me just to hold the basket so you can just, and I can throw it away after, uh, what actually is my role in being the receiver of your emotional activity? So many times if the, if you, if the relief isn't coming to you, you're upset and it's coming and it's coming and it's not getting better. The more you talk, it's not getting better. I have to say to myself, and I say this on the inside, my love for you that's patient and kind and and long-suffering and all that has got to exceed my bandwidth to listen. So I have to go above my bandwidth and go, look, I have got to make a decision to keep listening, Mm -hmm. even if I'm not hearing she doesn't want me to solve anything. She just got to get this out. And for whatever reason, my bandwidth gave out long, long time ago, but my love never fails. Right. So your love doesn't give out, your bandwidth gives out, right. but you can choose love that will allow you to continue in the so in the conversation or keep listening. So uh, that doesn't happen very often with you because you're more 
you're less emotional than me. You know, True. I'm the emotional <laughs> one. You're the, you know, yeah, kind we've... of person. But th- there are times when you're having emotions and not even negative emotions. You just want to tell me stories that, and I just don't have the bandwidth. I've got to talk to myself into moving into love and not limit myself right. to my bandwidth at that moment. And this is something that we've had to practice because we understand. He understands women. I understand men. I try to say what I have to say quickly, specifically, get to the point, because I know that men can't listen to that many words for that length of time. Mm-hmm. But then there are times where I just got to process and I'll mm-hmm. say, I know there's no big solution. I don't want you to fix that. I kind of already know the answer. Mm -hmm. I just got to process out loud. I'm an external processor most of the time. And he's a really good listener. The reason that this is important is because because he listens, I feel heard. I feel seen. I feel like I have a voice. And it makes me feel safe with him. So connection is usually the result of verbal exchange. Yes. Okay. I, I mean, that's the way women connect and, and got maybe guys my age, that's how we connect. Mm-hmm. We are verbal. I'm a verbal guy. I'm a speaker. So I use words. So, uh, so the, the option and I like connecting, mm-hmm. I like connecting. So we're not going to connect unless we're talking right. and listening. So that's why it's important in my mind to have conversation. Right. But for some men, because there's a lot of men who aren't as verbal, and it's in generally generally speaking. Now, he's kind of the exception to the rule. Men who are artistic, um, who are more right-brained uh, poets, writers, preachers, speakers, you know, they're, they tend to be more right-brained, more emotional and than logical. Um, but generally speaking, the male human is more logical than he is emotional. So for those guys... They're the ones that have to work really hard at trying to understand how a woman relates to her emotions because it's so opposite of But that. it's not irrational to choose love. Right. That is the rational choice. So when you're choosing to shut that down, you're actually choosing self over love. And the way to win in a relationship for a man Husbands, love your wives. Mm -hmm. That's our challenge. In other words, husbands decide some things in the way you act, react, and interact with your woman. You got to decide love. You're not going to feel it. You're not going to, it's not going to be natural. You have got to choose it. Why? It's the rational conclusion. Irrational is shutting her down. Right, right. Well, if you want a good relationship, if you want to stay married, if you want to. Well, who wants to be in a bad relationship? Right. right. These are just just some things that we have to do that maybe don't come natural for us, but we can learn. Like a lot of the stuff we have learned over 40 years, it it didn't come natural in the beginning. We didn't know how to do it in the beginning of our relationship. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we read, we we, um, learned, we got teaching, we did a a lot of self-growth, self-help um, books and had our own personal growth so that we could relate to each other. So, that so we 80%, to 80% of the win is awareness. Yeah. That's why we do podcasts. That's why we do shorts. That's right. why we do reels. That's why we have church. That's why we read books. That's why we talk to people that are smarter than us. Uh, that's why we observe our own and investigate our own activity, behaviors, thoughts, 
actions, reactions, right. interactions. That's why. Why? Awareness. Awareness. Right. If we are humble enough to take what we are becoming aware of and apply it, it's only a 20% exertion. Yeah. All the hard work is done by, by becoming aware. Right. Once that happens, just exert a little bit of discipline and devotion and compassion and empathy yeah. and off to the races you go into a happy, harmonious, healthy horizontal. Right, right. Because that's called partnership. And that's yeah. what we're after. We're a team. We're partners. All right. So can you go get a win streak going? Wow, I really enjoyed today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, share it, hit the notification bell so you know when the next one's coming at you. Leave a comment down below and make sure you follow Daniil on Instagram and Facebook.